0: Hey everybody, this is Will.
1: And this is Sarah.
0: And this podcast is Searching for Good.
1: We are just two people trying to find what is good and right in our everyday lives. Hello, hello.
0: Hello, friends.
1: (laughs) This is Sarah.
0: This is Will, and we are back, baby. Yes. Maybe not a week. But two weeks.
1: Ooh, real close. And we're back. We're we're doing great.
0: All right. I'm proud of us. I am too.
1: <laughs> what a good night. <laughs> oh, well, we got our kids to bed early so we could sit here on the couch and podcast. Mm-hmm. It's feeling good.
0: That's right. Living the dream. Someone texted me today. They said, "How are you?" And I said, "Living the dream."
1: That is so cheesy.
0: Hey.
1: Did you really? Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's true. <laughs> All right.
0: So let's do it, baby.
1: Tell me your high for the week.
0: Why don't you start? Okay. Your high for the week.
1: Well, we had a weekend slash week full of stuff. I feel like we just had a lot of busyness. I didn't realize, I told somebody today, someone should have warned us that having kids in school, elementary school. Yes. Two kids in elementary school. I didn't realize that May was so chaotic.
0: May is, in fact, worse than December. It's
1: crazy. Yes, correct. Nobody told us this. We were totally unprepared. Well,
0: I think we kind of had an inkling of it in 2019. Yeah. Obviously, last year we didn't.
1: Kind of, sort of, but I mean, you know, it wasn't the same. And we have two now. I cannot imagine for all the people with middle school, high school, elementary, middle, and high school. I mean, all the honors days. You knew what you were getting into when you had those
0: kids. It's...
1: I... (laughs) (laughs) so we had and of course all of ours aren't even in person so it's kind of crazy Evie had like a little kindergarten car parade on Friday which was precious and she was very excited we got to decorate our cars drive around the parking lot a couple times and honk and cheer and all that kind of stuff and then She had a party afterwards and then picked up kids early for more celebrations. And then Evie also had a piano recital on Sunday afternoon. Um, But I would say the Sunday afternoon piano recital was my favorite.
0: It was pretty sweet. (laughs) It was, in fact, pretty sweet.
1: It's just fun to watch your kids do new things. That they're excited about. That would be my caveat. Because we watched the kids do soccer, but it wasn't. They both weren't super thrilled about it. This one, Evie is way into. So she was very excited to go first. She was very excited to play her songs.
0: When she finished her song, so everyone finishes, (laughs) they walk to the front of the stage, they curtsy, they bow, whatever. Some kids did their bow or curtsy very quickly and ran off the stage. Evie just stood and looked out across the stage.
1: She just absorbed the applause, like smiled and looked out like, yes, you are clapping for me. And I was awesome. And I deserve these claps. Thank you. Thank you. It was really cute. So that was fun. It was just, it was a proud moment.
0: Sure. Yeah. It was great. It was very very cool. Very cool.
1: What about you? Did you have a high for the week?
0: Oh gosh. Yeah. So I had a, I, I got, I, I did. I got to play some nice golf courses. Good. It was a lot of fun. I'm not going to go into some details on that, but there's, um, yeah, I got to play golf with some friends and I almost made a hole in one,
1: which is amazing.
0: Six inches away. Oh
1: my gosh. Really? I didn't tell you this. I mean you told me it was close, but oh yeah, six inches. Six inches
0: away on a really famous hole.
1: Oh my gosh.
0: And if I had done that, I would just quit. Like done. I quit. I'm done forever. When I hit it, the guy said, (laughs) So you'd find a way to work that in a sermon, wouldn't you? And I said,
1: uh,
0: every single Sunday.
1: Ever. Oh, that's amazing.
0: Yeah. Oh, and I also registered to go to a conference in a couple of weeks. Oh, good. Yeah, Yeah, that's that's right. It's a high anticipating a high. Good. Which is cool, too. Good. So that was good. Yay! But, yeah, it's good.
1: Well, we are excited because the end of school is near, and that means summer is here. Excited? Nerve wracked Nervous? I mean look it'll be good
0: it will be good it will be busy Mm -hmm. it will be a lot you know over the past couple of days I found myself in conversations with a number of people and it and if you've got kids in this age in particular where they're not old enough to be independent Mm -hmm. you know it becomes hey what are you guys doing this summer and it the common thread consists of camps camps grandparents yeah anything you can possibly do to keep your children busy yeah right yeah which is exciting and it will be fun for them but it's also a lot you know
1: yeah yeah there it will be good to not have to get everyone up dressed ready and out the door
0: oh my god i'm thrilled about that possibility
1: yeah yeah
0: not having oh my word yes
1: just not having as much of a time clock is going to be glorious.
0: But they'll still get up at 6 six a.m.
1: Our kids get up so early.
0: Yes, they do. But <sighs> that will be fun. That's it, okay. It will be a nice, so we're doing a lot of cool stuff this summer, yeah. and they have a lot to look forward to. Well, and, and- I'm
1: excited, too, because we'll get to... We're going to visit your sister at the beach, which is going to be phenomenal. And I'm going on a girl's trip in a week and a half. Week and a half? A week.
0: A week. You'll be gone.
1: <gasps> tomorrow. A week, yeah, a week from, from tomorrow. tomorrow.
0: And I'll be keeping the kids
1: all by
0: myself <laughs> with my mom. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love that. I was looking at you like, you're not going to be by yourself. Give me a break. know. Yeah. Kinda. Oh well, that's I'm very excited to do that because I just love a good girls trip, and I'm going with some fun. Did friends. we talk about this? I don't know
0: what you're doing.
1: I think so. I'm swimming. You're with swimming manatees. with manatees. Yes, I'm sure we we talked about like it last, you do. Last week.
0: Okay, so you're excited about that? Yes,
1: super excited about that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's about it. I'm excited to go to the pool.
0: lounge around at the pool that'll be that will be fun
1: lounge around right with three kids yeah sure who can't
0: lots of lounging
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh no it'll be it i that is one good thing about the summer is the pool and the beach for sure so you excited about summer also anything so uh, your trip is to Texas. Yeah, I'm
0: going to Waco, Texas. I'm going to a conference with He's a guy named going to meet up N. with Joanna
1: right? Gaines. Oh, no, Never. Sorry. No.
0: Joanna and Chip. <laughs> you're not on my radar, guys. <laughs> Much love, but you you are not on my radar.
1: I should be I, going with you so I can visit. Well, I, you know, you are more than welcome. If Joanna you want Gaines. to,
0: you <sighs> can get a flight. You can stay with me my mother would love to keep the kids
1: i'm sure she would all right go 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 so i'm Sorry. going
0: to texas to waco to see uh n.t wright who is a really prolific writer and yes. thinker and pastor the, uh, theologian uh, any number of things um and he is teaching a summer intensive course
1: you've seen him before
0: no i've never i've never, never seen him in person yeah, I've seen. I've seen most of the folks that I really admire. So I've wow. seen Rob Bell. I've seen
1: before he passed uh, away. You saw
0: Miroslav a... Wolf, I've seen
1: Mark. Um,
0: oh yeah, Marcus, Marcus Boyd. Who yeah. like, um, Martin? No, Marcus Borg. Mark, Borg. Yeah. Um, who, I was like, boy, yeah, that's sorry. not right. Uh, Marcus Borg. Who you know? It's one of these. Mark Borg is interesting because I couldn't disagree with him more on a lot of stuff, and yet he was one of the most wonderful human beings. Yeah. Imaginable. Yeah. Um, so I've gotten to do that and see a lot of the folks that, and Tim Keller. I've gone to a conference with him. Although all these other guys, I've I've been able and privileged to interact with individually. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah. And
0: hopefully, I'll be able to at least sneak a moment with. That's great, Tom. And hopefully, Tom. invite him to oh, come. Oh man! To come here to Augusta. I
1: hope you can. I, I want to see him too.
0: We'll see. I'll fill you in on that. But uh, Baylor and I am I will be catching up with a couple of folks out there.
1: That's exciting.
0: Yeah. So That'll it, be it, it will be trip. a lot of fun. And it's only three weeks away.
1: Oh, my gosh.
0: Yeah. I know.
1: June comes so fast. No, no,
0: no. It's four weeks. Then I have two weeks off in a row, which I'm really excited about. Two yeah. two weeks of vacation kind of concurrently back to back.
1: Good. Which the is, girls in my work give me a hard time for taking a lot of vacation. You? Yeah. Yeah. I guess because I only work three days a week, I think they're like, "Oh, you're so difficult schedule. I know you need another week off." <laughs> you want me to go punch them? Uh, don't worry, I can. <laughs> Are you serious? I mean, Oh, they're joking. That's insane. getting <laughs> me all worked up. Oh. <laughs> anyway we're excited about do they really the summer uh, jokingly of course <laughs> yes yes
0: <laughs> oh, oh my goodness so anyway uh so what are we talking about tonight
1: so sorry we'll keep yawning and making me yawn um well i want to talk about two really exciting topics ooh. shame and vulnerability oh,
0: two of my favorite I knew you things. would
1: be so excited
0: <laughs> shame and vulnerable vulnerability <laughs> tied up with string I right.
1: definitely have better sound bites oh do you oh so much better yeah um no, I've been kind of thinking <laughs>
0: shame and vulnerability mixed with some bourbon. <laughs> then you've got trouble. Stop. Nope. All okay. right. Anyway.
1: Oh my gosh. <laughs> so, I'm so sorry I'm for sorry. that.
0: Um, uh, Lauren, edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> Please.
1: Okay. Um, keep going. Okay, shame and so,
0: vulnerability.
1: You know, I've talked about Brene Brown on here a little bit because uh-huh. she's, great and she talks about kind of her discussion is vulnerability at home within your friend groups at work is seen as a weakness okay and she says the best things in life the most real authentic moments in your life start with some kind of vulnerability that you cannot have the best of your true self without being vulnerable.
0: Okay. So what vulnerable in her definition means what?
1: Well, I don't, I, oh my I gosh. mean, just no,
0: no, no, no. I mean, I'm saying, does I that just would mean say, wearing your heart on your sleeve? Yeah. Being? I
1: would say
0: being honest talking about talking about
1: things that are yeah being honest about
0: take the mat you're not being you take the mask off you're being exactly. authentically who you are
1: right 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 so you're not putting this facade on at work you're not putting a facade on around your friends and the people that you interact with um it doesn't mean that you you Spread everything out on the table. It doesn't mean there's a lack of privacy. It means there's a lack of this fakeness.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you, you know what? I, you, I ask that because yeah. some people, it's just like, I'm going to word vomit all over you.
1: Right, right. That's not, right. What, she's that's not what she's talking about. Okay. So, it's not saying that she's not saying that. You know, you have to, in order to be vulnerable, you have to tell your whole private life at work because otherwise it would feel like you're hiding stuff from them. She's saying that you need to be real in those circumstances. You don't have to tell all the details, all the dirty. And
0: and so she's saying the key to living well is and having depth in relationship right and tr- is being vulnerable right okay
1: and basically her her whole thing is talking about how we as a culture tend to not be vulnerable because that brings about a lot of shame we're shamed when we're vulnerable um so it's it's just interesting because you know I've, i i follow a lot of these people that are way, you know, especially on social media, we're in this world of lack of vulnerability, like the facade is social sure. media. Sure, sure, sure,
0: sure. <laughs> well, I mean, by, by, by its definition, I think most people are, right. and even the people that claim they're being vulnerable, oftentimes it's right. a vulnerability that looks favorably upon them.
1: Right, exactly, exactly, even if it's, um, it might be self-deprecating humor or something like that, but it's still pretty and packaged and acceptable and palatable and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, but it was interesting, so I had this moment, (laughs) I'm going to be vulnerable here, ready? Oh. I know. So I had this moment, and this was a few months ago, and... We had this guy working with us, a dental assistant for a little while and really nice guy. He worked really hard and he was trying to get in dental school. So he picked my brain a lot and he was asking me all these questions and I wrote him a, you know, a nice letter of recommendation and he doesn't get in and he's devastated. Okay. And it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's just sad. It's a difficult situation. He's really upset about it. And one day I'm talking with him and I was like, you know, I didn't get into dental school the first year that I applied. And he, you know, he's like, Oh my gosh, I didn't realize that. And I said, yeah, I, um, I didn't get in. And then I followed it up with I, I, I still don't even know why I went to the, I ended up going to the Dean of Admissions and asking her what I could have done differently. And she's like, there's nothing. You've done a great job. <laughs> you have all the grades. You just need more experience. So blah, blah, blah. I ended up done. I, you know, I went sure. to be a dental assistant for a year and then I got and then in I got afterwards. In and now
0: I've got this beautiful job. Right. I get too much Right. So,
1: it, oh, hush. <laughs> <laughs> so... But I was, th- I I couldn't stop thinking about that moment, how I packaged that story. And I always tell, I tell that story a lot because it was really hard for me, you know? Sure. Um,
0: but the way you tell the story accentuates the positive.
1: The way I tell the story always ends with, it was not my fault. I couldn't have done anything differently.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: I was still. Um, I'm still good.
0: Right. Can you skip over living in that roach motel in that in that
1: in place, that, that apartment the had cockroaches
0: in that apartment it with cockroaches <laughs> and the guy. Was in the in your neighbor in the guy below you was pursuing a rap career.
1: Oh my gosh! Yes, I skimmed over that part. That yes. was great time. Yeah,
0: yeah, but okay, back it back up, skip that stuff. But 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 I think the important thing is what you what you say in the story is I did all the right stuff. I was good.
1: Right. I, yes, I'm caveating my story to make me make sure that I still sound okay. Okay. I'm, I'm still not being vulnerable in that story because I don't want to, I don't want anybody to think that I'm not good. And I think all of us naturally feel that way, right? It's Mm -hmm. like we want, even in our moments where we're talking about something a weakness or something that we didn't get right or a downfall or anything. Yeah. We, if we can, we caveat that with the best stuff. We try to put some icing on it and just make sure it still looks pretty. And in, in this case, I came back from it and I think I felt a little icky about it because I feel like I, I feel like, That wasn't my best way to to relate with him because I do I did I totally relate with where he was you know
0: yes and but the thing is your story does end that way it does and it so you don't want to not be transparent about that right but to relate to him in his moment of or her or whoever it was in their moment of difficulty right to just sit with them in the pain and go yeah I know how that feels.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, exactly. I've kind of gone through that story in my head a couple times and said, you know, what if I stopped it as I didn't get in when I applied? And that is the worst.
0: It's a bad feeling. And
1: that's it. You know, I don't have to tell. Full stop. Right, right.
0: Yeah, yeah you don't put the bag, you don't put the bow on it and right. say, but look at me It everything, everything ended well. Yeah. It's Interesting.
1: And it's funny because I didn't even think, I mean, of course, I, I wasn't thinking about that, like in that, in those terms when I'm, when I'm talking to him, I'm not thinking about how I'm portraying myself in this story, in this experience. No, but
0: you, but, but I think that the key is you're think you are thinking about how do I relate to him in the moment where he needs me to relate to him right, and that right. isn't but everything worked out perfectly it's okay. for me. Look
1: how mine was. Yeah, right? totally because okay.
0: there's a pretty good chance, dude, and I have no idea who dude is, Yeah, he, he might not get into dental right. school. It might not end the same way for
1: him. Right. So it was just, it was a moment where I was like, well, I feel, when I look at myself, I think, I'm vulnerable. I'm very authentic. I tell the full story. You know, I'm not... I don't package things like that. I'm not a real housewife, you know. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm, you know. Sure. I'm doing a good job at Brene Brown's vulnerability stuff. And then I I, I can, after I start thinking about that, I can think of situations where I'm like, well, I don't know that I'm as vulnerable and authentic and genuine as I make myself out to be maybe that's a mask
0: (laughs) maybe i don't know i don't know um keep going keep going so what there there was somebody else you were like a podcast you were listening to or something well i was talking about kind of a, a related topic about vulnerability and
1: well i was just telling you before this it's i feel like we've seen a lot of this in some of the arenas that I follow just because I've, um, I've read a lot of Jen Hatmaker and she, you know, has talked about and I, I don't want to discount any of these people. They're probably fine people. But she's, you know, talked about this wonderful marriage and family and, you know, how wonderful they're doing. She just got a divorce. And then I've gone gotten, I've gotten into this deep dive with um, looking into Rachel Hollis and the RISE conferences. And Rachel and Dave Hollis are this big couple, like inspirational kind of... Um, live your best life kind of couple and they had a marriage book and a marriage podcast and all this stuff and they they just they just got a divorce and it's just a lot of i've seen all these comments about how they feel people feel deceived because they've been sold this idea sure and it's 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 fake right So it's just interesting, especially in those arenas. Also, it kind of tiptoes into um, (laughs) the Christian arenas. Yes. Especially in in with those females. It's kind of this feminine Christianity. Um, What Rachel Hollis's first book is. Um, made for more I think I or something like that so she started out as like a
0: I'm not familiar
1: a mommy blogger but then they did an adoption that she said you know they were called to do so kind of some of this Christian mm-hmm. um, sure this sure. startup you know an yeah. kind of evangelical
0: um, language right
1: right so notes. it's just... It's interesting watching some of that, some of the most quote-unquote authentic people out there that are, you know, trying to be, they're like, that's their shtick, is they're real, they're authentic. Right. You know, they're hunting, they're not, they're not showing all the... Um, all the glazed over pictures, they're giving you the real deal. And then you find out that that's not the real deal either. So it's just interesting and it makes, it's
0: a fascinating conversation though, right. because at what point does being real, particularly in moments of distress, become simply inappropriate on a true. social form? That's format. very, very you know true. I mean? Yeah. Um, and I think part of the problem is if you live in a false state of reality, then obviously your true relationships are going to be
1: distressed.
0: If you spend all your time projecting something. Yeah. Then the re and I've seen this and not just talking about bloggers, but talking about people in general, the most screwed up people I deal with are almost always the ones who project a certain level of perfection in their, in their day to day. Yeah. Right. Because they spend so much time working on the image that they fail to take care of what is in fact the true self. Right. Right. Whether it's personally in relationships in whatever it is, mm-hmm. this is why pastors get divorced yeah. at a higher rate. All of my men, maybe not all, no, not all, but a few of my mentors divorced. Yeah. Because they spent time projecting a false reality. An image. An image that was that at some level it is thrust upon them. Right. And then it becomes it becomes a thing that you have to live into. Right. Rachel Hollis. Hey, you're a badass. Right. That's one of her books. So. um, (laughs) Well, I mean, what's it going to look like when she goes, hey, I'm actually not a badass. My life's a train wreck. Yeah. You know, hey, don't buy my book because everything I've told you that will make you successful. It's not yeah, working for my me. My life's falling apart. Yeah. How's yeah. that going to work? Right. Yeah. On the flip side, you've got, uh, what's her name? Glennon Doyle. Who's yeah. like, hey, I'm a disaster. Uh, <laughs> right. And everybody goes, hey, me too. <laughs> <laughs> but then they just kind of commiserate in your disasterness
1: conclusion (laughs) just set really low standards
0: (laughs) (coughs) no no no
1: just kidding just kidding
0: there has to be a middle ground though right Right. and it's that's a difficult ground to tread and i appreciate glennon doyle melton i think we've talked about her in the past yeah yeah glennon doyle and and i appreciate jen hatmaker and i appreciate a lot of these folks, and it's a tough thing to do, is to find that proper, particularly in in a, in this culture, in the platform in which you and I are currently talking. Yeah. How do you do this thing <laughs> yeah. and do it in such a way that everyone who's listening, you know, the couple hundred people that are going to listen to this will go, wow, these, these folks are relatable. But, yeah. Um, they're too perfect or they're relatable. <laughs> oh my God, they're messed up. You know? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I told someone the other day and this is, this is a transparent moment where somebody said, Hey, you know, it was, a, it was a guy he was talking to me. He said, how did you deal with your first kid? Mm-hmm. Because the first child you and I, you and I've talked about this. Miriam was yeah. by far the biggest life transition for me. I went from autonomy doing whatever I want, whenever I want to do it. A lot of my work was in the evenings and it was fun and it was dinners and drinks and whatever else. And they, and it was a major life shift. And somebody said, how did you deal with that? Mm -hmm. And I was really honest. And I said, I drank too much. Yeah. (laughs) I I had a keg (laughs) in my basement and I drank and that's
1: true. I know
0: it's not healthy, right? And what's a proper level of transparency? <laughs> you know what I mean? Because for this guy, I think he kind of went, "Oh my word, really?"
1: Oh, that's funny.
0: Yeah. And for some people, they might hear that as, "Oh, great! Well, I can just go get blitz tonight, and maybe I'll <laughs> well better with my kid." Yeah. Yeah. Or I, I, you know, again, what's a proper level? Because that was, in fact, the truth of my story. Yeah. And thank God I was in a healthy relationship with you and had some level of of healthy (laughs) self-reflection where I was able to go, Eh. okay, bad. We're traveling down a bad path. right? So, yes, vulnerability is, in fact, a very good thing. Mm -hmm. What's a proper level of vulnerability, I think, is is the is the question. But that I think does vulnerability sell books for Rachel Hollis?
1: For sure not.
0: Yeah. And I think that's the deal is somebody yeah. like that. Yeah. They're in it for the book. Huh. They're in it for the money. This is their job. Yeah. Tony Robbins, his job is to tell you how awesome he is and how awesome you can be. Joel Osteen's job is to tell you how awesome you can be. <laughs>
1: It's so interesting because I've been listening to a, oh my gosh, a podcast about Rachel Hollis and kind of because she's had kind of this fall from, from she who she is. Who she is? Yeah. Right. Ra- she's a author, a podcaster, um, and founder of this thing called the Rise Conventions, Rise Conference, Rise something. Her and her husband, and um she recently has, has said some things that have gotten her in trouble and so i i i i feel for her but anyway the point is i was um when as i'm listening to how she kind of came about and her story she's way into Tony Robbins, who, all these people that are in fascinating
0: Netflix documentary. What is that I one am called? I am not your Tony? guru.
1: I am not your guru. He's, he's a little, he
0: is insane.
1: He's a little crazy. <laughs> he's nuts. So, but him and some, like some of the founders of these multi-level marketing, they keep seeing MLM multi-level marketing schemes, you know, kind of these pyramid schemes. They all have the same, um, verbiage and i mean some of the verbiage that they all use all the founders of the oils companies and the herbal life and the beach body and all uh, of it
0: juice plus yes juice
1: plus all those kind of things all those founders all use the same i mean it's almost creepy how similar the verbiage is really yes it's so fascinating it is so fascinating (laughs) And they all um they are like each other's mentors, you know. So Tony Robbins will talk about his mentors and the mentors are all these other founders of MLM companies. Yeah. And Rachel Hollis says that Tony Robbins is one of her mentors and sure. one of the people that made her her life what it is and
0: It's all about getting that paper.
1: Oh my gosh. Got to get
0: paid, man.
1: Yeah. And if you
0: connect to so-and-so or if you connect to so-and-so and and you hashtag them or whatever. It's crazy. People will listen.
1: So they, um, but it's, it's, it's bizarre. Those people are bizarre. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. It's the opposite of vulnerability.
0: It's the opposite of vulnerability. I had, I was telling Sarah, as we were preparing to to talk about this, I had a moment in my last church where a guy came to me and he said, you know, he, he was experiencing this doubt in in his own journey and he said i don't know if i believe this stuff but i definitely know bill who was the senior pastor bill does believe it so as long as he believes it then it's okay because i know somebody believes it right right now the thing is i know that there are moments where every single leader in that position has moments of doubt themselves, but he doesn't have the freedom to express that doubt. Right. Because if he doubts, then what happens to dude? I don't know if I believe, but if he does, but the major
1: issue with that is that doubt is seen as weakness. Right.
0: So I preached a sermon and actually I got this from Peter Rollins. So Pete Rollins, um, Mm -hmm. Irish theologian. Yeah. And he talks about how in our, in Western culture, we frame, the opposite of faith is doubt, right? And he said, that's actually not true. That the opposite of faith is not doubt. The opposite of faith is indifference. Doubt is part and part to, he said "Um, to, what is it? Uh, To doubt is divine.
1: I remember that from his conference. Yeah, Yeah. Uh,
0: that that is, and if you look through the stories of our faith, if you look through the stories of our tradition, it's Moses doubts, Elijah doubts, Jesus, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right. The doubt is part and parcel of what it means to live an authentically human existence. Mm-hmm. So doubt's not a bad thing. Doubt is an appropriate thing. Vulnerability is an appropriate thing as you make your way to something better. Yeah. Right. Doubt is part of the process. And if you don't go through the doubt, then you never emerge on the other side. Yeah. And sometimes you doubt, and you and you just stay there. But at least you're asking the questions that lead you to the doubt. At least you're willing to express the vulnerability. Yeah. As opposed to most people, who it's just a, sh- it's a charade and it's a show.
1: Right. And that's that's one step deeper than they're ever going to get. Exactly. Yeah.
0: But it makes people uncomfortable. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, most people just go, tell me what to believe. Tell me what to think. Tell me what to do. Hmm. Tony Robbins, tell me. Yeah. Church down the block, tell
1: me. It's interesting. Speaking of the verbiage that all those people use, they speak a lot about not being a victim, having a victim mentality, which is weakness, right? Which is... Instead of, you know, all these people going through these hardships and they're saying, don't be a victim, step up. Don't let it define you. Step up. It's in your past. You're done. Beat it. Um, (laughs) which is interesting. It's just interesting because, um, because the opposite of that, I would think, would be more of what Brene Browns would say, which is, this is life, talk about it, figure it out, sit in it. Sure. You know, and it'll change you that way.
0: You can't short circuit the process.
1: Right. <laughs> you have
0: to go through the grief.
1: Yeah, it's so, um... anyway, yeah. that, that was. that's what I've, I've been thinking about this week
0: this month man that's deep i know look at you
1: <laughs> go girl
0: go go girl what you gonna do
1: why <laughs> you left big out of that <laughs> <laughs> I, I am very aware of that
0: mm-hmm. well um, I, I am not even going to attempt to come on the back side of that
1: you have you have no good conversation topics
0: <clears throat> no way man that was good
1: that was 30 minutes it was a lot. It was a good conversation okay.
0: well some, hey look that's i think what did he say to believe what did what did Rollins say pete what was that what was that thing he said oh it's gonna bug me the rest of the night
1: you'll think of it
0: yeah i know i will
1: <laughs> we to can believe, put it in oh the no no show no it was,
0: to believe is human to doubt is divine
1: ah uh, so yes he talks yes about yes how belief
0: is kind of our our default setting yeah And that most people are inherently drawn to believe in something, and he says it's not a bad thing, but right, it's part of the you know. But it's easier because it comes naturally. Yeah, and most people want security. They want um, yeah,
1: it feels better.
0: Yeah, but anyway, that's yeah to doubt to doubt is divine, and uh, to ask the questions is really part of the journey. I keep
1: thinking about the guy that helps with the that has a yard crew tim
0: oh yeah and
1: his wife passed away
0: this is the guy that cuts from the yard.
1: he helps us with our yard and he um lost his wife this year and one and right afterwards when he came back i walked out and i was like how are you and he went off and i had to stop <laughs> i was like like, hold yourself together, Sarah, <laughs> I was trying not to cry. It was devastating. Um, him talking about his wife and he was really open and he just said, I know, but w- within the course of this conversation talking to me, he was like, I just, I know I'm not supposed to doubt, but, um, you True. know, I just, I'm just angry right now. And I was like, Damn, like doubt is part of it. Yeah. That's 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 part of it. it, Yeah. It
0: would be it would be crazy if you didn't.
1: Oh my gosh, yes. It would be
0: crazy if you didn't feel anger in moments of grief and loss and pain. But we live in a culture that says We don't "Don't allow
1: that. that. I I do not like that. Well we
0: don't I mean, and this is another topic for another day, but we don't even do in terms of being vulnerable. We don't do funerals anymore. We call them celebrations of life. Yeah. Because like we short circuit the grief, the grief. Yeah. Right? Um, one of the, yeah, that's a whole, that's a whole other topic for we'll, another day.
1: We'll bring that exciting topic up another day. But look, no, 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 no.
0: Here's the thing <laughs> that's part of the journey. Yeah. And in fact, when you can go through the grief, then you are freed up to live. A beautiful life because it is in those moments where you recognize just how fragile yes. the thing is. The, vulner- the vulnerability gives you the ability to then say, this is a gift. And you are freed up in that moment. And it takes those moments of pain and loss and suffering and vulnerability to then recognize just how fragile it is. Mm-hmm. That's what it takes. Yeah. And we don't allow ourselves to do that, which causes this constant ego driven facade of Rachel Hollis and Tony Robbins and all of these other kind Mm -hmm. of clown shows. Yeah. Um, Hmm. So.
1: This is kind of related, but totally not related. So excuse my tangent. But I had a patient today who has a three month old. Okay. Okay. And she came in and I said, how are you? First patient in the morning. She said, I'm exhausted. Okay. And I was like, <laughs> I said, how old's the baby now? And she said, three months. I said, are you sleeping? And she goes, no. And she was like, I was up all night. And I just thought that I was thinking that about how many people when we were in that situation said, and this is such a pet peeve of mine, but that's okay. I know a lot of people say it and they only mean well, that's right. but they say, oh, just enjoy it. It goes fast. <laughs> After you say something hard, it's like, I say, she says, says she's been up all night and she hasn't slept in months. <laughs> and somebody responds with, we'll enjoy it. <laughs> What, what am I supposed to enjoy about this? <laughs> and I, yeah. And when you're in that, it's like, oh, my gosh, enjoy it. Are you crazy? No this doubt. is so hard. No doubt. Um, But I, I just told her that. I was like, oh, my gosh, I remember. It is. It gets better, I promise. But I know that's so hard. It's such a hard face. But that made me think about just the same kind of idea yeah. that... It's okay to sit with people in that and not just glaze over yeah, it to and the not, rainbow and not side. Say, hey, you know, it's
0: gonna get better. Yeah, just it's to okay. Say,
1: Enjoy now. It's okay. No,
0: no, yeah, it sucks.
1: Oh my gosh, this I is know.
0: not a fun phase.
1: <laughs> so, we spent the first, you know, fifteen minutes or for appointment talking about. Oh my gosh, you know, the first six months of babyhood and how hard they are and hormones and postpartum anxiety and depression, all this stuff that everyone goes through and everybody just skims over all that hard stuff, you know? Oh, Sarah D. So. Well, there you go. Anyway, vulnerability 101, just call me Brene. I'm
0: going to call you Sarah. (laughs) I will continue to call you Sarah, but... Hey, good, good on you! You are helping people through your work, however right. limited you do it these days. Oh, with thanks. all your vacations, I know with
1: all my vacay. Uh
0: huh. <laughs> 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 all right, so let's uh, let's begin to wind this thing down. Yep.
1: Anything? What's? What are you loving? When are you reading?
0: Um. So I'm 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 kind of on a pause with books right now. I'm still reading. Much of the same stuff um, that I, that I was yeah. last time. Yep. Um, but I'm listening to a new podcast. I, I've been on the road a lot the last couple of weeks. So Slow Burn.
1: Oh, I've listened to that, but it's been a long time. Yeah, they just
0: released a new season. It's about the uh, war in Iraq and okay. how we got there. Okay. And I don't want to go into too much of it. In, but it's good? And Yeah. It's really interesting because, I mean, gosh, we were, this is, we were freshmen in high, we were freshmen in college when all this went down. Yeah. And to me, this is a very palpable memory. Yeah. Uh, because there was a very real chance that I was going to go to yeah. something like that. Or at least it felt that way.
1: At that time.
0: Yeah. At that time. You know, I remember thinking and hearing, oh, there's going to be the draft. They're we're going to
1: bring the, bring, bring back the draft. Yeah. yeah. Which, uh,
0: so to hear the story and how we got to that place and, uh, it was very, very interesting. Hmm. Yeah. How about you?
1: Well, I was going to talk about my deep dive to Rachel Hollis, but since I already talked about that, I have been watching kind of, sort of when you're gone and sometimes when you're here and I just want to watch something by myself, um, call the midwife, which is, about a group of nurses and midwives in England in I think it's set in the 60s, 50s. Shout out, shout
0: out to grandma Mitchell for recommending this. Shout out this. to my
1: grandmother who told me to watch it and she's right because it's really good. Does grandma so, listen to this? I don't think so. I don't think she knows how. Come on, grandma. Come on, grandma. <laughs> <laughs> Step it up, <laughs> you guys. Grandma's ninety, so you know the fact that she's recommending TV shows is pretty awesome. So,
0: oh, she's the best.
1: She's the best. So interesting anyway, show though. Very interesting. It's kind of serious.
0: Kind of serious. Kind of serious. It was like the one time, guys. <laughs> the one time I watched, I came downstairs. Sarah's watching this. A baby had been stolen. Somebody had been murdered. And Nobody it, was murdered. Well, we'll agree to di- to disagree on that. <laughs> but that's what I remember. Oh
1: my gosh, it was intense, man. Rolling my eyes, you well, can't handle this it. This
0: Thursday night,
1: season finale.
0: Not season finale. Oh, the finale. Last Man Standing.
1: Oh, the
0: one of the womp, womp. final remaining cheesy,
1: decent sitcoms awesome, of our time. Nah, I
0: wouldn't go as far as to say it's <laughs> <as> decent. <laughs> it appeal I mean it's it is absolutely not something absolutely not something that I would think I would like right would you agree to that
1: agreed yeah I don't know my I used to think that you didn't like any of this cheesy stuff but now after Hallmark Christmas movies and Tim Allen what's the show called Last Last Man Standing yeah I think you only like cheesy stuff now
0: that that is not true that's another okay (laughs) let's wrap this thing up anyway it
1: is a great show and we enjoy it because it's thoughtless
0: yeah yes yes
1: it's very sweet
0: and it is sweet
1: and it's sad that it's going to be gone you're going to have to replace it with something I I know so anyway
0: anything else before we wrap it up yeah nope all right all good cool
1: have a great week be vulnerable
0: yes and uh maybe next time we will try and have a guest if you have any recommendations for who you would like for us to interview you can send them our way and as always uh subscribe to our podcast and give us a shout out (laughs) and rate us on your uh, whatever platform you're
1: using so we will see you how many weeks have a great week probably two because i'm gonna be out of town <laughs>
0: i will do a solo edition for, <laughs> or maybe edition with mom
1: oh she would love that she would hate it oh you're right okay much. all right everybody, all right goodbye, everybody. goodbye. <laughs>